1: Hello and welcome back to the Locked On Jordan Kairou podcast. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, I am your host, Josh Hyman. I'm Thomas Welch. And uh, now for real, welcome back to the Locked On Blues podcast, your number one source for daily blues content and part of the Locked On Live Network. Uh, we got a good episode for you today, like we said, uh, Locked On Jordan Kairo podcast. He pretty much put the game away early for the Blues um, over the Anaheim Ducks so we're going to talk about the game and how the Blues probably played their best game of the season Uh, and then we're going to talk about a quick turnaround because they're playing again tonight at the time you guys are listening to this uh, they're playing again so definitely a, a big 48 hours for the Blues the potential to build off of what was a really really dominant win I'm excited uh, what are your initial thoughts? Man, how
0: can you not be excited, dude? I think they scored three goals in a matter of two minutes. Like, right off the Franchise jump. record for fastest two goals in opening history. My God. And we talked about on the last podcast how – uh, it'd, be, it'd be crucial for this Blues team to come out and get uh, John Gibson uncomfortable, fire some shots on net, maybe score a couple goals early. What do we do? Uh, we sco- score three in two minutes, uh, take it to him and just not really coast to victory either. I thought the Blues would kind of sit on their heels, uh, let the Ducks come back a little bit. And they did... To be fair, um, when the when the Ducks scored, it seemed like they were back on their heels just a little bit. But right after that, I think they played their best game uh, of the season by far. Especially the defense. The defense, I think, tonight was huge for the Blues. It made a massive difference. Just that little shift in the pairings of Scandela and Pareko, um, and Justin Falk and Tory Krug. I feel like they played really good hockey together. And then Justin Falk and Tory Krug playing was it World Juniors together. I think they said. Yeah, that's that's just fantastic. And I feel like that'll be the pairings moving forward. Um, and that's the pairings that we'll see tonight. You and I both talked a lot about how it was going to be a matter of can the Blues solve,
1: solve John Gibson and then can the Blues play good enough defensively to survive the periods when he is kind of on. And, you know, to be fair, <laughs> Blues got rid of that, pro- that problem A pretty quickly, but... Besides that offensive explosion at the beginning of the game, you know, you remove, the, you remove the opening three minutes where the Blues scored three goals. You remove those opening three minutes and they still played a spectacular hockey game and it started with their defense. Um, so I think you can look at the score and say, hell yeah, they played a great game and they won. But even beyond that, it was a perfect 60 minutes of hockey and by far the best that they've played all season.
0: If you pick up this game that the Blues just played and you airdrop it into a game against Colorado or a game against Vegas, I think we're neck and neck with them the whole time, probably come out victorious and I think that's huge for this team. I think it's going to be a massive momentum boost moving forward, Uh, especially with a back-to-back. There's not a lot of time to turn around and kind of mull over what you did right and all those things, so the confidence is going to be flowing uh, for everybody, but especially for Jordan Cairo, who had two goals on the night, three points. I mean, you talk about a man on fire. The the kid is just lighting up the world right now. He's finally getting a little bit of recognition from the NHL accounts, Uh, so we can't keep him a secret forever. But at some point, the NHL has to figure out, how to lock this kid down and at this point they haven't we have played some pretty good teams and we have some pretty good teams um in our division so it's going to be interesting to see what their plan of attack is the opposition's plan of attack is moving forward to try and corral the absolute gazelle on skates that is jordan Cairo. i don't even feel i feel like gazelle isn't isn't fair because he he's not he's
1: not you know no no offense to him he's not not lanky enough for a he's gazelle. Agile. His strides, He's agile, but his strides are much more like quick and determined and powerful. And gazelle good. is like Col- – Colton Pareko is a gazelle. Those long, powerful strides. Jordan Kyrie is more like I – I don't even know. Colton reminds me of Giraffe. Like the, <laughs> true. Jordan Kyrie is kind of like the, the roadrunner and the Wiley Coyote Okay, comics. Yeah, I like
0: that. I like that.
1: Roadrunner Jordan Cairo. Yeah, no, because he's – seriously, look at that first goal. It, it, it's like – it's these little nothing plays. It's, not even nothing plays, but it's these little 50-50 plays that he seems to always use his speed to, to just explode into a scoring opportunity. He does it so much if you watch. Uh, it's like these little like bouncing pucks in the neutral zone. This was – the Ducks and Blues were kind of playing sloppy hockey and, and the Ducks zone, Ducks were kind of breaking it out. You know, no one really had possession, had momentum, and all of a sudden, in comes Jordan Cairo and just in the blink of an eye, scores a goal. And same thing on his third goal; it was the same sort of situation, turned not nothing into something. Yeah, um, and I feel like that's what we've always said about him. So he, the sky's the limit for him this year.
0: Like you said, it's the little nothing plays where he just come, kind of comes out of nowhere. I think you hit the n- nail on the head there because, like, if you're watching, you're like, "Oh, there's a dump in behind the net. Like, defenseman's going to get it, or Gibson's going to get it." They both just kind of stare at each other, and the next thing you know, in like a millisecond, Jordan. Cairo comes flying into the frame. You're like, where did he come from? Uh, and next thing you know, he's in the slot. Toe drags a dude on his way uh, to go in just under the bar on John Gibson. I mean, just to start a game off that way, I think it's difficult for the Blues to lose after that point just because that's so much excitement. And you can tell that the entire team is like... Excited for Jordan Cairo. I mean Ryan O'Reilly said in his press conference that this kid is the real deal I think it's it's hard to it's hard to argue against that point at this point So like we said point per game Uh, We said that a couple a couple episodes ago. We called him a superstar a couple episodes ago There's no reason in my mind that he shouldn't maintain that pace towards the end of the season tonight's game showcase
1: What makes Jordan Cairo so valuable as a player? um, and that is his dynamic ability to create shots and create opportunities at any point in the game from anywhere on the ice, because when you have a guy like Jordan Kyrou, and you know, there are some players the Blues have that thrive in their system. A guy like Ryan O'Reilly is an example. You know, when the Blues are rolling all four lines, Ryan O'Reilly's unstoppable. But, you know, no, no fault of his own, Ryan O'Reilly's a guy that sort of struggles, the, not struggles, but kind of disappears from the limelight when the Blues aren't playing that game as much aren't playing their game jordan kairu is different you know you don't need to be playing good good cycling hockey in order for him to be at his best potential jordan kairu can can be the best player on the ice at any point in the game whether it's 57 seconds in or two minutes in because he scored goals at both of those times tonight um he can come out of nowhere and make plays and i think that that's something that's really really valuable to have in any player and can create great starts great finishes can lull teams out of out of uh tough stretches, I can't say enough.
0: We talked about it too kind of in passing about how – the offense for the St. Louis Blues team after the Vegas game. We had a bunch of guys like David Perron, for instance, keep that stick hot, keep that momentum rolling with guys kind of getting the monkeys off of their backs. Uh, Zach Sanford pots his first goal of the season tonight. David Perron stays hot, pots another. He's got four on the season now. And Kyle Clifford gets on the score sheet and a guy in Vince Dunn, who's been uh, lambasted all over Twitter, people with the trade rumors with getting healthy, scratch comes back and finds the back of the net too. So I think that's really important uh, for those guys' confidence as well moving forward and I think dude Barbashev had like a spinnerama pass Robert Thomas was making plays defensively it just seems like the more we play yeah exactly the more we play the more you get these individual players, not to buy in, but to like finally start playing 110% and grind it out every single night. Mike Hoffman was making defensive plays tonight, getting his stick in there, grinding it out, which I mean, we talked about the first couple of games, it really seemed like he was just disengaged in that aspect. So I think he's come a long way in that regard and definitely bought into the system that Chief Baruby has put in place for this team. And I think that is essential for this team moving forward. So if they can just build off of that, they'll be fine going forward. High scoring game
1: tonight Maybe a, another high-scoring game tomorrow night, and you know I might want to want to take the over on tomorrow's game, Tommy. Oh, with wow. the way, uh, <laughs> with the way tonight was looking, and you know if if I'm going to do that, if I'm going anywhere for my sports betting needs, it's got to be BetOnline.ag. Now, there's only one place that has you covered, and one place that we here at Locked On Blues trust, and that is BetOnline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at BetOnline.ag, and if you use that promo code Locked On. For your fifty percent, and you'll get a fifty percent welcome bonus along with your first deposit. Now there are so many important games going on right now. There were like fifteen hockey games tonight, all happening at the same time. Uh, A bunch more tomorrow. Blues play uh, their second night of a back-to-back. Super Bowl is coming up. NBA is in full swing. There is more sports games than you can even count uh, which means there's more opportunity for sports betting than you even know what to do with so if you have any interest in that don't sit on the sidelines anymore get in on the action don't forget to use that promo code locked on to get a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit betonline.ag your online sportsbook expert and we'll be right back with the second half of today's episode I think one aspect that we haven't really touched on yet that um, has been pretty crucial for the Blues stringing together some success lately is the special teams. Uh, two nights in a row, or two games in a row, with a power play goal. Went one for two tonight, and then held the Ducks scoreless on three power play opportunities on their end. What do you think, Tommy?
0: I think it's coming around, and I think uh, we talked about it in the past episodes, and we were like, "This is a problem, and this needs to be addressed. Um, this team needs to go out and fix it." And it feels like they're finally getting more comfortable on the power play, like seeing Jordan Cairo on the power play. Absolutely. I thought, oh man, when he gave that little shimmy on the last one and just kind of dived in towards the net, I thought he was going to get the Hattie. I really did. I was like, oh, here it comes. Highlight reel again. But it didn't happen. But that's okay because they still look like uh, they're finally getting comfortable on the power play. On the penalty kill, it looks like they're kind of stepping into those vacancies that Bortuzzo and Bozak left. Um, And everybody's kind of buying in defensively. And when you bring Bring the physicality. I think the the defensive side of the puck comes with that. And I think Sammy Blade did a really good job of that tonight. And Barbashev, too. Uh, Jaden Schwartz, Braden Shen, all of those guys just going out, banging bodies. And being active with their sticks, not just being in the right position at the right time. So... Like I said, I can't, we, we can't say enough about this team and the performance that they put on tonight because there's not really anywhere where I could say, well, we won six to one, but this was a problem. You know, maybe the too many men I can, I, that still makes me mad every time they call it. But other than that, almost a perfect game. I got something for you. That I thought I'd find a little interesting. Okay. Um, so I got a
1: question for you hey, uh, off the top of your head. I don't know if you have the stats in front of you, but if you do, look away. Who who would you say was the Blues uh, last for the Blues forwards and ice time?
0: Last for the Blues forwards and ice time. Mm-hmm. Who we'll played the least minutes? I would say it's probably, I would have to say, like, maybe Clifford, even though, cause just because he got in a fight, I feel like that probably dampened it. Close. He was close. Uh, Sammy Blay
1: really? had the least amount of ice time for all forwards. Who had the second least ice time for all forwards, Tommy?
0: Was it Clifford? Was Jordan Kyru. Wow, eleventh wow. for Blues forwards in ice time tonight. That is unreal. If you're making an impact like that with minimal ice time, I mean, uh, we talk about this dude being a superstar all the time. But the potential that he really has, uh, people talk about his skate speed all the time, his skating ability, and people said the same thing about Connor McDavid. And I'm not making the I'm not making the comparison and saying he's the next Connor McDavid, but if he is anywhere close. To that kind of archetype of a player, the Blues got an absolute steal, and with a second-round draft pick, of all things. We say night in, night out. He might be the best player for the Blues, and I think
1: tonight, for a decent stretch, he was the best player on the on the ice. And he was nine seconds away from having the least ice time on the team. Man, <laughs> like unbelievable. Uh, first of all, first of all, <laughs> should we be concerned? Like, are we missing something here? Uh, i mean i I don't know it just seems strange that he looks this good and yet he's out there a lot less than it feels like Uh, 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 and then the other question is should we be excited is he going to start putting up
0: five point games when he starts playing like 16 17 minutes a night who knows well i would say i think he'd get more ice time if they were going to put him on like something like the penalty kill which i don't think that would be a bad idea because defensively speaking he's probably been one of your best forwards too right but At the Mm -hmm. same time, am I going to go out there and say, hey, Jordan Cairo, our best player right now, go block some shots and throw your body in the lane? I don't think I want to do that. So I I get where they're coming from in that regard, not putting them on there. Uh, I would like to see them on the first power play unit at some point just because he just creates so much space with his skating ability, and you have to respect his shot and his passing ability. I mean, uh, I think there was one play that I'm thinking of where the puck was kind of coming out of the zone and Jordan Kyre was coming out of the zone, uh, but he got it going towards the blue line and just kind of swung around and threw it between his legs and it went through I think it was Mike Hoffman's legs like the puck slid right between his legs and went right on his tape of his blade and I was like you have got to be like there's no way that like someone with zero confidence pulls that play off but he's like you know what things have been going good for me tonight let's give it a whirl and it works out perfectly it's just things like that where like the puck is bouncing in the right way the blues doing all the right things um you're going to win nine times out of ten, and we saw that tonight, when the blowout. I think right now
1: with Jordan Cairo and Robert Thomas, Blues fans and, and just the Blues in general are entering into a new era. Not to discount the studs that this ro- makes up this roster, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, Jaden Schwartz, David Perron, Colton Pareko, Justin Falk, um, Vladimir Tarasenko when he comes back. But, you know, it feels like we're talking about Jordan Cairo Every minute of every episode for the past two weeks, Tommy. I think we'll be talking about Jordan Cairo every minute of every podcast for the next ten years.
0: I mean, dude, just looking at this lineup, and like you said, it's like the beginning of a new era, right? And like a more speed-based, less physical style of hockey. So, in a sense, you could say that this team right now, as we're looking at it, is transitional, right? To get to that kind of level, once these next prospects roll in. The weird thing is, the Blues are still a Stanley Cup favorite to compete, and a lot of teams, like we see the Red Wings, like the. Blackhawks fall off after they have their Stanley Cup window. I feel like the Blues have the ability as a franchise to maintain a dynasty because they're they're so talented at drafting and late in rounds, not even just late in the first round, late in drafts too. I mean, just look at all the guys that we've gotten with late round draft picks and that Come in and produce, guy like Colton Pareko, uh, Jordan Bennington, staples of our team, like the cornerstones of our team, aren't even picked with first round picks. So I think there's something to be said for that, and that's got to be that's got to be what other teams look to as an example across the league to sustain success.
1: Talking about you're talking about corner, franchise cornerstones. You're talking about reliability. Well, you know it's a cornerstone
0: of my pantry of my of my snack snack bin, Tommy. What's that, Josh? It's Belkhar. Can't go without it. I just had one before the game, actually.
1: Apple Almond Crisp. It's beautiful. beautiful. bar, as you all may, may know by now, is the best tasting protein bar ever. Uh, they got 12 original classic flavors. Uh, they got six brand new ones to make up 18 amazing flavors in an entire catalog, including the one that Tommy just talked about, Apple Almond Crisp. Absolutely delicious. They also got carrot cake, lemon almond cheesecake, Cherry Barcia, Cookies and Cream, Caramel Brownie, Peanut Butter, Mint Brownie, Banana Bread, the list goes on and on. Um, and the best part is all bars are covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft. They're easy to chew. And the reason why I love them so much is they're healthy. milk Bar is great for the health-conscious person. You can lose or maintain weight while still indulging in a delicious treat. milk Bars are low-calorie, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, great for anyone on a diet. Um, even if you're not on a diet, though, they just taste amazing. There's no reason not to get them. Uh, one of my personal favorite flavors is the cookies and cream. So if you're having that, you're getting 17 grams of protein, only 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and only 4 grams of net carbs. So go to builtbar.com right now and use that promo code blocked on, and you'll get 20% off your next order. That's promo code blocked on for 20% off at builtbar.com. We'll be right back with the end of today's episode. It is early, bright and early listen to this episode, assuming, or maybe the afternoon, the Blues have a game tonight against the Anaheim Ducks
0: yet again. I mean, where do we even start? First of all, do you assume that the Ducks go with John Gibson? That's what I'm thinking. I think what we need to do is first establish what goalies do we think we're going to be in net. And I think, I think Gibson's got to be the move for the Ducks just because he's been so good all season long. And I feel like the first three goals, not that they were entirely exempt from, of fault there because I think he can make those saves, but basically it's guys wide open in the slot right in front of him uh, that none of their defense decided to pick up. So I think it's important for him and his confidence and the play that he's been doing up to this game uh, to get back into that groove. So I think that the ducks and it gives them the best chance to win by far. So I think the ducks go back to him Uh, for the blues. It's a little bit of a different story because I could definitely see Coach Berube being like, we're going to go with Billy Huso You guys played well enough. Uh, I feel like I can give Jordan Bennington the night off and we'll still come away with a victory. As long as you keep that game flowing and considering it's a back-to-back, there's no reason to think that they're just going to turn a 180 and play like complete dog water uh, tonight. So I could see them, <laughs> I could see them going... Um, in that direction, but I could also see them being like, Jordan, how are you feeling? And Jordan's like, man, I want to get my stats up. I feel like I'm a world beater against this team. Nobody can touch me. Uh, even the shot that went in, I feel like I could have had. So uh, I put me back out there and let's go get another dub. And Baruby says, okay. And they go do it. Cause he's a player's coach. So really, I, I, I think it's a toss up kind of a coin toss. I don't think it really matters who's in goal for the blues, but if they come out and play the way they did, Last night, I think they'll emerge with a victory once again.
1: Yeah, I think it's kind of a good problem to have, if you could even consider it a problem, like the, the goalie debate for tomorrow for the St. Louis Blues, just because on one hand, you have the opportunity, you know, assuming that they played the same way they played uh, tonight uh, in, the, in the first game against Anaheim, you either have the opportunity for Billy Huso to gain some confidence, uh, finally getting a good performance in front of him, um, and, and you know you can move forward for the rest of the season having two confident goalies or um, if like you said Jordan Bennington's feeling it in the morning wants to go again goes out there and puts up a shutout or another one goal game then you know how he is and then for the next two and a half months three months rest of the season he's it goes into Zen mode and, and it strings together 1020 on uh, un- Stoppable games like we know he can do so really good springboard opportunity tomorrow I think is the best way to describe it I think if they continue to play that the way they did they could springboard this into 5, 10, 15, 20 40 good games and you know go forward from there
0: I think whoever's in goal, it's going to be a good chance for them uh, to gain some confidence because I feel like, especially after his first game, Vili Huso probably wants to go out there and get a dub um, and make some great saves, some highlight reel saves to be like, okay, maybe I do belong in this league. Uh, I'll be fine. I can play at this level. There's no worries. Uh, Jordan Bennington, kind of the same way. Maybe not in the same narrative, but if he goes out there and is like, man, I just don't feel like I did when I was on the Stanley Cup run. Like, I'm letting goals in that I usually don't. I'm sliding a little too far left or right or whatever. He goes out there and gets a shot. He's like, yep, never mind. I'm good. Uh, let's go Let's go steal some goals from these guys and have them look their heads up to the rafters. So, like I said, either way, I think the Blues uh, are set up for success to finally win their first series of the season, uh, I'll be watching. Josh will be watching. Uh, hopefully, hopefully it happens.
1: Before we wrap this one up, one more, one more last little bit. Um, who is your pick for the locked on player of the game?
0: Man, for tonight's locked on player of the game, man, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with uh, the area of the ice that I thought probably played the best out of everybody, um, and it's not. The forwards, even though they didn't, they did end up putting six goals on the board. Uh, but I think this player is coming back. After a healthy scratch uh, and scoring in his first game back is going to help his confidence and make some plays that some plays that he hasn't made in a while and some plays that he might have been like, oh, I don't know if I want to try this because I haven't been playing too well. I think he's going to come out and have a redemption game next game. And that player is Vince Dunn. So he's going to be my locked on player of the game for tonight's matchup with the Ducks.
1: I like that. I like that. Um, for my last time player of the game, I'm going to go back to something that you touched on a little bit earlier. You kind of said something along the lines of every single night, more and more players are starting to figure it out and it's starting to click for them. Um, and I would agree. I think that's why we've seen the success lately. I think, you know, we've had some guys that have been firing off cylinders since the beginning of the year, like Jordan Cairo, um, like Justin Falk, maybe. And then as the year has gone, guys like David Perron have picked it up, Jaden Schwartz, Ryan O'Reilly. Um, Colton Pareko Jordan Villington you could look all around at guys who maybe had shaky starts and then have since picked it up Mm -hmm. Um, one guy that I think is on the cusp of breaking into that next level and fighting his comfort level with this team and becoming a legitimate threat is Mike Coffman I I think tonight might have been his best game with the Blues um, I think he looked like a really good player on the ice. I think there's been a lot of complaints about him throughout the season uh, that when, I, you know, when he's not producing offensively, he's a liability, and, and that may have been true. But tonight, I, I, don't, I think that couldn't have been far, farther from the opposite. He was good in his own zone. He had an assist, um, and he looked good offensively and defensively. And I think he's just one, one timer away or one top corner wrist shot goal away from pushing that pushing that ball the last a little bit forward, it needs to roll down the hill. And, and once he gets going, I think this offense is going to be fully unstoppable.
0: I think he played really well too. He hit the nail on the head, and he had that two on one. Uh, I think he passed to Robert Thomas. I don't think Robert Thomas was expecting that pass, uh, but I, I'm I'm sure. Hoffman went back to the bench and everybody was like, dude, shoot that puck. You've got a hell of a wrister. Like just pot that home. I think if that happens again, uh, we'll probably see that shot on goal from Hoffman and nine times out of 10, that's probably going to end up in the back of the net. So I think that's a safe bet too. We'll see what happens. Vince Dunn and Mike Hoffman for tonight's locked on players of the game. Uh, let us know what your locked on player of the game is. You can tweet it at us. Uh, we'll fire out a tweet before the game as well. so if you want to reply it there, no worries, but I think that's all the time we have for today. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Make sure to follow us on Twitter, Instagram and TikTok at locked on blues. You can follow me on Twitter at 12: 15. You can follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman NHL. Hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening on. But as always, let's go blues.